0: How close to synchronized we can get this. All right. going to play something about the Uvalde incident, uh, kind of a wrap-up report.
1: We also talk in this report about the failures of law enforcement. There's really two categories to think about when we talk about this. There is an early decision to treat this as an active suitor versus a barricaded subject situation. If you know, and the training and standards we set for officers is if you know there's active shooting, active killing going on, or somebody is dying, the standard is you have to continue to do something to stop that killing or stop that dying. That day, several officers in the hallway or in that building knew or should have known there was dying in that classroom. And they should have done more, acted with urgency try the door handles, try to go in through the windows, try to distract him, try to do something to address the situation. In fairness, there were many officers at that scene who were either denied access to the building, were told misinformation, some were even told false information. Some were told the police chief of the consolidated independent school district was actually inside the room actively negotiating with a suitor, suitor, such that They did not know what was happening. They did not have the opportunity to do that. But that's not where the analysis stops. Everyone who came on the scene talked about this being chaotic. The training suggests that that chaos should not happen. Inside the school, there should be a tactical commander, someone who's taking lead on dealing with the actual in the hallway. But there should also be an overall commander. Somebody who's an overall command, flowing the information, making sure everybody knows what is going on. The fact that there was no overall commander outside the building where there should have been one, should have been known by many. At a minimum, there is multiple opportunities, depending on the relative training and experience of law enforcement officers, to at least ask more questions or offer their guidance to try to remedy The chaotic situation and make sure there was effective overall command there was a lack of effective overall command that
0: day lack of effective overall command what a shame what a shame all right back in a minute all right i said we'd be back Alright, good enough. A little, a little blessed assurance never hurts, right? So, I wanted to go one direction and I saw some things and decided to split off into ten other ones with this podcast. It says, Panic Attack, I Am Big John. Find me on Getter and Twitter at the Real underscore Big John. And I posted all these articles I'm going to talk about and read on those websites, pages, streams, whatever the hell you call them. I want to say something, because it it boggles the mind, and people want to know why, 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 okay, let's look at two people, two, Vince McMahon, Vinnie Mac of the World Wrestling Federation. World Wrestling Entertainment, and it's as it's known now, but it'll always be the Federation to me. Uh, And Hunter Biden, what is with these guys and taking naked pictures of themselves and doing drugs in Hunter's case? Uh, Well, Vince does steroids. That's blatantly obvious. Uh, So I guess he does drugs too, you could say. Um, The sexual misconduct with women. They both have in common. And why, why, why do they do this? It's kind of plain for me to see. Um... I mean, let's even look, you can even say my boy Trump, you know, had his things with women, his flings, his affairs, Stormy Daniels, uh, multiple wives and divorces. Uh, These guys, I think men, they reach a certain point of power, at least in their minds, They have so much money, so many people kissing their asses. They think they're untouchable. They don't think twice of, in Vince and Hunter's case, taking naked pictures of themselves and sending it to people. Now, Vince, even at 76 years old, thanks to good steroid doctors and there is a right and wrong way to administer and take steroids Vince has done it the right way he has a phenomenal body and in his 60's and 70's he was sending naked pictures of himself to women there are are were women within his company his corporation that he had power over. He felt that way and they felt that way. And when you've had your ass kissed, whether it's because your dad is a powerful senator and a vice president and everybody rolls out the red carpet for you, or you're the CEO of a billion dollar corporation and you're worth billions yourself and you can throw around millions of dollars in hush money, you begin to develop an aura of invincibility, an aura of invincibility. And you become like a legend in your own mind. And you're like, you think subconsciously or maybe consciously There's nothing anyone can do to me that I can't buy my way out of. Pardon me, got a little indigestion. Wait a second, why? Okay, you think you can just buy your way out of anything. Or my family is so important, my dad is so powerful in the world, and in our little universe here. I can get away with anything. Dad will get me out of it. I've seen it in, even in small towns, you know, the the children of the important people in a, in a town of three thousand think they can steal from public funds or public uh, property. Oh, there's a loophole in the employee manual that I can borrow equipment and then borrowing equipment turns into putting in purchase orders for things you need around the house and when the item is delivered to your place of employment the city or village in this case you just take it home with you happens over and over again all the time because people get away with something once something small and then they try to get away with something bigger and bigger and bigger and that becomes the addiction what can I get away with next well who cares if I get caught I'll throw some money at this or that problem and it will go away my important relative or parent will cover for me and keep me out of trouble because we're the important people in the city or the nation. And that's where it starts, and it grows and grows from there until it's out of control. And then it comes crashing down all around you. We have yet to see if it will come crashing down on Vince McMahon or Hunter Biden. It should. It should have, it very well should have, but it has not yet. So we'll leave leave that out there for us to think about and absorb into our brains and philosophize on and then chum back and look at some news articles I found rather interesting and want to weigh my opinion in on. All right, Bach at it. All the news that is good news that you might not cheer anywhere else because the mainstream media doesn't like to report this. They like to bury the lead. Maybe this was in the Washington Times or the New York Post, but it was on page 69 in the back of the newspaper with the classified ads. Who knows? But, alright, this is going to have to get taken off the charger, hold on. Alright, so, just to put this out there for you, to, to gargle on, the title reads, the headline reads, More Dead Bodies Than Afghanistan. Veterans say southern border is a war zone. Well, who would have ever guessed? A Marine who was in Afghanistan when the country fell to the Taliban, who now lives in Texas, told lawmakers he's seen more dead bodies from migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border than he did during his tour of duty. Now, the easy answer is, hey, just open the border and let people flood in, and who cares? Well, it's kind of what we're doing right now. That's kind of not working, is it? Uh, These poor unfortunate people that have died at the border or near the border, trekked thousands of miles across desert through terrible conditions to get to the land of opportunity and freedom. And then they died. This is not easy, but when people think, oh, the borders open, we'll just come pouring in. Of course they're going to make that dangerous, deadly track from an impoverished nation to a nation that gives away money, health care, you can get a job being a cheap laborer, uh, all sorts of things that we have here in America. And maybe if you hold out long enough you can become a citizen. If you're a woman, Maybe you can marry an American man and become a citizen. Or, or a guy could marry an American and become a citizen. Not, it's not just the females. But there's all sorts of options that go through these people's heads. Because, one, they hear we now have an open border policy, even though the president and his uh, administration want to pretend that they're doing something. But nobody, nobody sees any action, just a little bit of talk, not even a lot of talk, just a little talk. And then, you know, they hope we forget. So just think about that. If people know the border's closed and they aren't going to come in free of uh, freely, sneak across. They won't make the treacherous, deadly track through the wilderness to get here and then die before they get their freedom they so wanted. The National Pulse, NationalPulse.com. This full article is on my getter and Twitter at the real underscore big John. But The headline reads, Sabotage question mark. Dr. Burks admits to revising and hiding info from Trump's COVID team while alerting or pardon me, while altering CDC guidelines without approval. This news raises questions about the endorsement of Burks by NH1 candidate Matt. Mowers, Deborah, Doctor Deborah Burks, she was the the uh, old middle aged blonde lady at all the press conferences with Trump. Uh, Doctor Burks, who often appeared in front of the COVID nineteen task force briefings on behalf of the Trump administration has admitted to doctoring data associated with the government's response as well as quietly altering the Centers for Disease Control advice without authorization in, according to her own book. It says, this is an excerpt from her book, I devised a workaround for the government's reports. I was then writing... Instead of including those recommendations in the common uh, bulleted list, I'd include them in the pandemic summary and state specific recommendations in the governor's reports where they wouldn't be so obvious. These weekly reports couldn't go out on Monday without administration approval Week by week, Mark's office began providing line-by-line edits. After the heavily edited documents were returned to me, I reinserted what they had objected to, but placed it in those different locations. I'd also reorder and restructure the bullet points so the most salient, the points the administration objected to most, no longer fell at the start of the bullet points. I shared these strategies with the three members of the data team also writing these reports on Saturdays and Sundays. report writing, routine soon became write submit, revise, hide, resubmit. Fortunately, this strategic sleight of hand worked that they were never they never seemed to catch. The subterfuge uh, left me to conclude that either they read the finished reports too quickly or they neglected to do the word search that would have revealed the language to which they objected. So, she hid information from the president and his staff that was released. What does that mean? How did that affect the COVID response? How did that affect how they handled it? Were these guidelines and these bullet points she altered and put back in, just rearranged, used? Because we know now looking back, our COVID response was terrible. The lockdowns didn't work. If anything, they led to more problems like insanity and suicides. And there's no proof that they slowed the spread of the disease at all. The mask policy did not work, okay? Only if you have an N95 respirator mask is a mask effective? N ninety fives are ninety-five percent effective. The the surgical masks that a lot of people are using, one, they're not putting them on properly, they're not pinching around the nose and making sure the sides are flush against the face. Uh I've seen people whoa oh, I gotta have a mask on, gotta have a mask on, and it's loose, it's not If air can flow around the mask, it's not helping any. Just like these stupid plexiglass barriers, okay? They don't do anything. But we still got them in place, and now some places are putting mask mandates back in place. Like New York they're putting back in place the indoor mask recommendation. We just never learn. If you're wearing a cloth mask that your, your grandmummy made you or your favorite aunt made because she likes to sew, that's useless. It doesn't stop anything, all right? Uh, let's see here Burke's appointment was welcomed by former chief of staff of the State Department Mowers who tweeted I served as chief of staff to Ambassador Burke's and I have the utmost confidence she will ensure America is prepared to confront the coronavirus outbreak her passion and commitment to ensuring our nation's health and safety are second to none. That was in February 2020. Though Burks was not personally close to the president, she was able to develop a close relationship with this White House, in part because Trump, uh, because Trump campaign official Matt Mowers served as her chief of staff for nearly two years, according to a source familiar with her situation. Within weeks, however, Burks was thwarting the will of the president and his team in order to prioritize demands of the pharmaceutical lobbyists and the Chinese Communist Party sympathizers like Anthony Fauci. She further revealed... This wasn't the only bit of subterfuge I had to engage in. Immediately after the Atlas influenced revised CDC testing guidance went up in late August, I contacted Bob Redfield. I confirmed he confirmed my suspicions. He had disagreed with the guidance, but had felt pressured by the HHS, Health and Human Services, and the White House to post it. Also, many of his staff in Atlanta were still comfortable with prioritizing symptomatic individuals. Even at this late point, eight months into the pandemic, many at both the White House and CDC CDC still refused to see that silent spread played a prominent role in viral spread and that it started with social gatherings, especially younger adults. We had to find a way around them, recognizing the damage to the public health the, uh, the Scott Atlas-driven testing guidance could do and was doing with test rates dropping across the country. Bob and I quietly agreed to rewrite the guidance and post it to the CDC website. We would not uh, seek approval because we were quite busy. It might take a week or two, but we were committed to subverting the dangerous message that limiting testing was the right thing to do as this was going on, Republican figures like Mauers were running cover for the scarfed bureaucrat. So she's subverting what other people wanted done to appease Fauci, who we all know lied to us. He admitted he lied. He lied about don't wear a mask, And then he said, a mask is the only way to stop the spread. Why did you say don't wear a mask at the beginning of it? And you wonder why people didn't trust these guys. They're openly admitting they went their own way. They followed the pharmaceuticals advice, the pharmaceutical company's advice on things. Worse still, Burke's claim to offer little contribution over her outright insubordination when challenged on the matter by then White House Chief of Staff Meadows. In September 18, I was still on the road in Arizona again for a meeting with those conducting proactive testing at the University of Arizona when Mark Meadows' name and number flashed across my White House-issued smartphone. What the hell are you doing? What the hell do you think you're doing? You rewrote and posted the CDC testing stuff? Yes, I did. There's no buts about it. You went over my head. I explained why I had done it. We'd already seen the drop in testing numbers resulting from Scott Atlas's dangerous guidelines. Those few pages we'd written would change how states could test, and we'd prevent more community spread into the dangerous winter ahead. Mark Meadows took this in and then, biting off each biting off each of his words, said, "You went over everyone else on the task force's heads." you went around the whole approval process you do not make unilateral decisions it's that simple period end of sentence understood do not ever do it this again understood I did what I needed to do don't do it again without talking with me first so she's going around this entire task force full of experts to do what she thinks is right because testing numbers were dropping. They just wanted to test, test, and test. The goal was, or the plan was, test symptomatic people first. And she and one other person wanted to do things differently. Now she's been made out to be a hero and the Trump administration the villain. All we know is nothing worked. Testing people didn't stop the spread. Lockdowns did not, did not stop the spread. Masks did not stop the spread okay? All they've done is increase people's anxiety, locked people up until they became mentally ill, lockdowns, and nothing helped. What was the purpose of testing more and more people? How did that help? end the disease it did not how did that stop help stop slow the spread it did not okay so we don't know what they were thinking they were just doing this and that in spite of the trump administration okay i went a lot further into this article than i wanted to but you see where the house was divided and they were not working as a team. And then they said Trump didn't want to work as a team. Trump wanted to go out and run around and just run wild and do his own damn thing. It's insane. He did everything Fauci and Burks told him to do. First they came to him and said okay, this is just gonna be like SARS that we dealt with a few years ago We'll, we'll get everyone a shot, and it'll be okay. It, then they came back to him and said, Oh, shit, this is spreading like wildfire around the world. you got to shut the economy down. Mind you, Trump had already been crucified as a, a uh, what do you call it, xenophobic maniac... For cutting off travel from China where the disease was spreading like crazy. Then parts of Italy. Then all of Italy. And then as it spread through Europe, he cut off travel from Europe. And that was to buy us time while these people, Burks, Fauci, and the rest of the task force came up with a plan to slow the disease down in America. And none of it worked. None of it. And there has yet to be a federal investigation into why it did not work. And out of that investigation could come plans for how to make things work better the next time. But no, our Congress and people like Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci, uh, the fake January 6th committee, they're more interested in trying to make sure Trump never runs for president again. God forbid we have a thriving economy, world peace, and a safe southern border. Let's break again and uh, come back with the three articles I intended to talk about at the start of this.
1: is for you as a
0: worship leader. We know that ministry can be taxing. Okay, well, I don't need to know that. Uh, But thanks. I just wanted to hear the song. Yeah. So, uh, overseas, farmers are protesting. The headline says from zerohedge.com we are not slaves. We are not slaves. Semicolon or colon. Yeah, yeah. Col- we are not slaves. Colon. Farmers in Italy, Spain, and Poland join Dutch protest. These farmers are badassery. They're taking their tractors out onto the streets and the roads, and just shutting shit down because these governments have crippled their business. Farmers in Spain, uh, Italy, and Poland have joined Dutch farmers to protest green, green like the Green New Deal, government regulations that will uh, decimate the industry by forcing them to reduce their use of nitrogen fertilizer compounds. Italian farmers drove tractors through the streets of Milan and blocked city traffic. Italian farmers hit Milan with the message, We are not slaves, we are farmers. According to the Morning Star, the Italian farmers face an imminent crisis due to a severe drought that has seen a third of the agricultural produce placed at risk. There's a lot of drought going on in the world right now. The United States, several places are are in drought mode. Uh, Notoriously California. But uh, Texas is hit bad with drought. They're actually praying for rain. Uh, Here in Ohio, we went a few weeks without rain, which is like unheard of. And this weekend, we got dumped on. So that's uh, an interesting situation. But The fact of the matter is, we gotta respect farmers. We've gotta treat farmers with respect. They put food on our tables. Every government in the world should be subservient to farmers. Uh, I mean, you would have no food. Unless you're one of the handful of people that knows how to hunt, live off the land, grow your own food, which is the best way to live, honestly. Uh, I am not one of those people. But I respect the hell out of hardworking family farmers. Uh, Bill Gates is not a farmer, even though he owns more farmland in America than anyone. He is not a farmer by any stretch. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's got a gut, buggy whip arms, and man titties he's not even healthy what the hell is he eating he's he's pushing on all of us these vegan uh 3d printer made meats that's not meat (laughs) unless it comes from a dead animal it's not meat but that's what he's pushing for and he's out of shape as fuck The country's agricultural minister Stefano Patulini, Patunelli, pardon me, told Parliament this week that Italy faces a further forty cent or forty percent, pardon me, loss of water resources in the coming decades. Farmers say they have lost around three billion euro. ...as a result of the emergency and are being hit hard as rising fuel costs with skyrocketing... uh, ...rising fuel prices, pardon me, with skyrocketing cost as a result of the conflict in Ukraine. So these farmers are getting railroaded by their governments, telling them how to grow, what fertilizer to use, and all the while... Their profits are decreasing. Their cost of doing business is going up. How are we going to eat if we don't have farms or farmers? Huh. Interesting. If some government official can figure that out, have them, have them uh, tweet me or DM me. Because uh, that's a, an interesting, interesting one. So this Dr. Caitlin Bernard might sue the Indiana Attorney General, Todd uh, Rodica, R-O-K-I-T-A, Rodica, whatever, for defamation, pardon me, let me get this off my screen. There's a nice picture of Prince Henry and Princess, whatever her name is. I don't need to see that. I don't care about the royal family. So, the lawyer for the Indiana obstetrician, Dr. Caitlin Bernard, who provided an abortion for a 10-year-old rape victim, has said she might take legal action against the state's attorney general and others who have smeared his client. The case has inflamed the debate around abortion weeks after the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. The rape victim, okay, this article is already wrong. The rape victim thought she had to cross state lines. They did not. She could have gotten the abortion here in Ohio. There are exemptions for someone her age who has been raped and, and all of that. Okay. Let's continue on here. So the, the article reads, The rape victim had to cross state lines from Ohio, where abortions are now essentially banned after six weeks, to Indiana, where the procedure can take place up to 22 weeks of pregnancy. No, the Ohio law has exemptions for cases like this. Obviously, a 10-year-old child is at risk, cannot carry a baby to term and therefore would have been able to get the abortion. You can check the Dave Yost, Ohio Attorney General's response to this. Uh, It's been buried in the news, but it is out there. Yost is spelled Y-O-S-T. The Indiana Attorney General told Fox News he would investigate Bernard, accusing her of being an abortion activist acting as a doctor, who failed to file required reports into the case. So, I believe she would have had to file a a statutory rape report. Let's see. In a separate statement, he said, I will not relent in my pursuit of the truth. However, the New York Times reported July 2nd, (coughs) Bernard filed a terminated pregnancy report with the Indiana Department of Health Child Services within the three-day reporting requirement of patients 16 and younger. Meanwhile, Fox 59 said that documents... It obtained through a public records request proved the doctor had filed the terminated pregnancy report within the time frame. (coughs) Bernard's lawyer, Kathleen Delaney, said in a statement, considering legal action against those who have smeared my client, including the Indiana Attorney General, and known that the facts will come out in due time. We're gathering evidence from multiple sources and agencies. Uh, Gerson Fuentes, an illegal alien, 27, was arrested Tuesday on suspicion of raping the 10-year-old, and later confessed to police of assaulting the girl on at least two occasions according to police documents. It squashed doubts expressed by some conservative figures about the uh, veracity of the story. The lie is that she had to cross state borders to get the abortion. That's where we know and the officials know they were lying. (coughs) And they were trying to cover Biden's tracks because he didn't know what he was talking about as per usual. Okay? Lying Biden didn't know what he was talking about. This girl could have gotten her abortion here in Ohio. But then there would be no national publicity Enough and they couldn't make anything political of it. I think that's why her parents took her across state lines. Because the Ohio bill, the Ohio law, is very clear that there are exemptions for cases like this for a 10 year old child to legally get an abortion. Okay, I'm not going to go into it, but I know the heartbeat bill. Pretty well, and she could have gotten her abortion, and it could have been done safely here in Ohio. Okay, there is more to this story than what we're being told. Whether this abortion activist uh, sues the Illinois attorney general or not. Uh, Maybe it would be a good thing if they do. And we go into discovery, and we find out that the parents were lying. Furthermore, if your daughter was raped, why did they not report the rape in Ohio? The whole report of the rape didn't come out until afterwards, after the abortion. Why would you not go to the police first? And then they could have told you, hey, look, you're wrong about whatever you think about the abortion law here in Ohio. Your daughter can get the abortion. And we would have had this Fuentes scumbag off the streets that much quicker before he could rape more children. And I hope he gets a very long jail sentence And then deported back to wherever he came from. Because he is an illegal alien. Even more reason why we need security at our southern border. But the lie is that she could not get the abortion here in Ohio. She could have. Judicial watched. Dot org. man, this was one of like the first conservative websites to be a watchdog over government. NIH records revealed FBI inquiry of Wuhan Grant. Oh, But Dr. Fauci said, we don't fund gain of function testing research at Wuhan. And why is our government giving grants to foreign research labs? Don't we have labs here in the United States that are, you know, kind of safe and have regulations and standards anyhow? So, a search of the NIH records showed that uh see here, Judicial Watch announced today it received 1,651 pages of records from the National Institute of Health, NIH, revealing an FBI inquiry into the NIH's controversial bat coronavirus tied, uh, controversial coronavirus grant tied to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Sorry, I think I inserted no word bats there. the controversial bat coronavirus grant. okay. The records also show the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, NIAID officials were concerned about gain of function research in China's Wuhan Institute of Virology in 2016. The Fauci agency was also concerned about eco health alliances' backed comp- uh, lack of compliance with reporting rules and use of gain of function research in the NIH-funded research involving bat coronaviruses in Wuhan, China. So wait a minute, we. <clears throat> Everybody who said that this virus came from a lab in China was shut down, kicked off social media, called racist, and now, looks like another win for the conspiracy theorist, because another conspiracy theory is conspiracy fact. And the FBI was looking into this. Records also show Echo Health Alliance's (coughs) legal team suggesting that records requests for data on their bat coronavirus research in Wuhan be denied because of the January 6th disturbance. So we have to go back to the January sixth riot to cover up the coronavirus. The gain of function research research is gain of function research means how how can you take a disease from an animal, rework its its uh, I don't want to say DNA, but rework it, reprogram it. There, that's that's a good word. To, how to reprogram it to infect humans. Judicial Watch obtained the records through the Freedom of Information Act, lawsuit for records, communications, contracts, and agreements with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The records revealed several indications of gain-of-function research as well as failures to comply with reporting regulations. Including a May 9, 2016 email marked "High Importance," in which NIH official Kareen uh, Normill notes Peter Daszak's D-A-S-Z-A-K Daszak's failure to file progress or a progress report on EcoHealth's bat coronavirus research. This is the second communication from the NIAID requesting that you file the progress report for the above referenced grant that was due no later than April 15th, 2016. Please submit the delinquent report by May 12, 2016. Please be advised that continued late submissions of your non-competing uh, grant progress report and any subsequent request, requested documentation will result in a reduction of time or funds for this grant. <clears throat> So they weren't submitting their reports, and that's a big ordeal with grants. Everybody that gets a federal grant has to submit reports from time to time on how their research or how their work is going, how they're using the grant money, and so on. Apparently not if you're Dr. Fauci's buddies and you're doing research that... uh was supposed to be outlawed, not really outlawed, but stopped. See, gain of function is dangerous because these diseases can be weaponized and used against humans. And because they're not of human origin, they're originated in the animal kingdom, then you have to find a way to treat them in humans. So the Obama administration put a stop to gain of function research. The Trump administration came in, Dr. Fauci and his friends saw the opportunity to take advantage of the Trump administration's ignorance to this Obama administration policy, and they started funding gain-of-function research again. And they wanted to keep it hushed-hushed. But another lie from Dr. Falsey, he was funding gain-of-function research And there was gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. These are all things he denied previously before Congress. There were people from the Trump administration that... Hey, I just remembered Mueller's name. (laughs) Imagine that. My last couple videos, I couldn't remember the name Mueller. There are people in Trump's administration, uh, friends of Trump's, that had their lives destroyed and went to jail for a little while because they changed their stories during the Mueller investigation and in uh, hearings before Congress about the fake Russia collusion, which we all know is a lie now. But Fauci lied about gain-of-function research at Wuhan. He lied about the NAIAD the NIH giving grants for gain-of-function research. And that's all well and good. Now that the FBI has uncovered all this, what is the FBI doing about it? That's the next question. Probably nothing. The bad guys just keep winning and I don't get it. Anyways, so there's your daily dose of my opinions and news and What the hell ever. So, God bless you all. Pray for each other. And uh, have a wonderful, blessed day. I want to let this song play through.